0: Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
2: Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a special guest. We've had him here before, but he's brought a, a new partner and justice with him. And we're going to hear so much about today. Feet First Foundation out of Martinez, California. I have Dan Dorset, who is their executive director, and Tanya Nemsik, who is the director also of some of their programs, which are, we're going to learn so much about today. But we're so excited to have you in the studio. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Oh, all together, <laughs> even like. Harmony a little bit. For those of you who didn't listen to the previous recording or listen to us live, we had Dan out with co-founder Sean Sharkey, Feet First Foundation, a couple months ago. It was such a great time, and I will tell you that um, there's so many beautiful things that have blossomed from this partnership and this relationship between Love Never Fails and Feet First Foundation. I want to talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. that today, and then Feet First has a ton of announcements and things that they are, you know, great things that they're doing as our program is evolving. But just for the listening audience, I'd love to first, before we start talking about all the wonderful things we're doing together and and how we're solving world hunger here, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, both of you so that the listening audience will know why are you passionate about fighting against human trafficking and about all things related, right? All the underlying factors, homelessness, trauma. Why is that of particular significance to you and maybe we'll start with you Dan.
1: Yeah, it goes back to uh, I went through a situation with my children and I saw that the idea a lot of these kids were getting off track due to broken homes and trauma and I wanted to spend my time and dedicate my life to making sure my kids were going to be taken care of. Then I started meeting other parents who also had kids that had cognitive delay and they weren't socially inclined to other kids and and doing well, and not only in, in the schools, but doing well in sports, but also dealing w- well with social awareness and what was acceptable and what certain boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get involved more in my church. And then I started seeing that a lot of these kids that come from broken homes were leading into uh, running away, being homeless, and then eventually into human trafficking and so then I wanted to put a program, and I went in front of the Board of Supervisors in my county I said, I'm going to put after-school uh, after, after school programs that are available for these kids that they'll be able to have a place to go, and nothing's going to think of them any kind of way. We're not going to pass any judgment, but we're going to say, hey, we're going to place a haven and a safety nest and, and you can come here no matter what the situation is at home or school. You can come to feet first, and I'm doing that
2: awesome one of your taglines at feet first foundation is saving lives one by one what does that mean
1: So anyone that comes to us, we are working with them one-on-one typically. And my partner, uh, Sean Sharkey, he's truly the person that is behind uh, the calling of what I wanted to do because I saw the changes that not only he did for my children, but he did for other kids in the community in Martinez, Uh, not only in the Contra Costa County, but so many other kids from families come from, you know, half hour to an hour away just to drive to see Sean. And so when we work with our participants one-on-one We definitely start seeing improvement with their life, with their attitude, with their behavior, and overall progressing as an individual in their community.
2: Yes, and I can say just kind of vouching. Uh, we have uh, the women that are in our program, which is based in Alameda County. That we actually drive there once a week, and we bring the women to the gym. Uh, and then I also know that our intercessory uh, prayer lead, Chantel Alvarez, brings her children, and you know she lives in Hayward. And so there's just a lot of people that see a tremendous amount of value in what you're offering on a personal level. And I, you know, I would like to. I wish I had. like like, like a couple more hours in the day because I want to bring my kids. And, you know, we live in the Central Valley Valley. And I've talked to you about that. And just the one time that I worked out with Sean and and I brought my daughter, uh, my 10 year old daughter, she was very much empowered. And one thing that stuck with me um, is that Sean really focuses uh, as he's teaching on um, taking one step at a time. One by one, so it's about not only a uh, commitment to one person at a time, but also that one person taking one step at a time, which I think is so cool. So, Tanya, you're new to me, um, and I'm so grateful to meet you. I uh, tell me about yourself. How did you get involved with these guys? My goodness!
3: <laughs> I'll say, children have always been a passion of mine. I started babysitting when I was twelve. I was a nanny. I was uh, then I, as an adult, I became a court-appointed child advocate, and I had kids of my own, and um, just going through adversity through the family court system and custody issues and seeing how that has affected um, my children. It's really important for kids to have a place to go to where they can really vent what they need to emotionally, work through whatever behaviors they have, and then really be able to overcome things. So one of the the passions I have is about the schools. You know, schools are impacted very heavily with children that have been traumatized for various reasons. Human trafficking is a big one, sort of the white elephant in the room that I think that people don't really like to um, admit that it's happening in our backyards, not in our school districts, not here. And um, I think it's there's more aware- awareness that's being come for it, which is good for the kids. But Really seeing how the Feet First Foundation has this wonderful program really allows the children to overcome the traumas that they've had so that they can do better in school, that they can decide the kind of person they want to be instead of allowing their circumstances and their childhood determine who they are, they actually get a voice and they get to decide for themselves. And I think that's the big key because when you have children that have grown up in the human trafficking world, then that's all they know. Then they then turn into human trafficking, you know, as an adult person. So they're either traffickers or they're prostitutes because Mm -hmm. they don't know anything different. Mm -hmm. And that's just not going to change until we can sit down with them and say, You get to decide who you want to be. You don't have to be what you've only ever learned. Right. Like you can be something different. And that goes for foster care children. It goes for children that have been abused by other means and growing up in, you know, whatever adversities they've grown up in, especially in today's day. There's a lot. It's just really about teaching the children about what good characters are. And that's where sort of the parish comes from, the characterization program and teaching, you know, perseverance when things aren't going well, how do you get through them? Accountability, you know, taking accountability for your own actions. It's not somebody else's fault. It's your fault, you know, and what does that mean? And in respects for what you can do, it's not okay what other people do to you, but you have control over yourself in what you do going forward respectfulness respectful for yourself respectful for others I mean those are both things then you have integrity integrity
1: you know integrity is somewhere that we want to see how we are in our community are we volunteering are we raising our hands when the teacher asks us to or are we engaging and are we setting a good example if you you know, a dollar bill or is dropped in, do you just put it in your pocket or do you give it back to the school teacher? You just never know what the situation is and we have to get back on strong integrity. Then there's self-discipline. Are we doing things that are making us better each day? And then there's humility. You know, are we boasting who we are or are we being grateful who we are in life? And these are all things that, you know, that I learn in church every every Sunday. But the fact is, is we're taking this, concept of not only fighters against trafficking, but we're saying police against trafficking, firemen against trafficking, government officials against trafficking, and we're going to get the toughest fighters on the planet to stand up against us. That's why we, we started a, a foundation, Fighters Against Trafficking, where not only we're working with our local uh, sponsors and our community people, but we're taking on the human trafficking world as the fighting world is uh, taking it on.
2: Yeah, I love that. And and that's a campaign, right? That you guys have recently launched. We're, we're going to take a break. But I want to when we get back, I want to hear more about that. And I also want to hear about the data modeling and, and data analysis that you're doing, because I think that's so powerful. One of the things that You know, I learned in the corporate world is you don't get any funding unless you show the results. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I I think that's been one of the keys to success, I think, with taking those portable skills and, and moving them over into the nonprofit world. Love to talk some more with Tanya about how she's doing that. So we'll come right back. As always, if you have questions or you just want to give me a shout out, maybe you want to volunteer or maybe even donate, you can reach us at LoveNeverFailsUs dot com, and uh, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
0: For more information on this program, visit LoveNeverFailsUs dot That's LoveNeverFailsUs dot We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. If you want to get in touch with us, you can also call us at 844-249-2698. A little bit later, I'll be telling you about ways that you can become a Love Never Fails member. Uh, We have some membership levels, and we'd love to have you participate with us so that we can keep the lights on and continue to do this radio show, provide housing, workforce development, a variety of other things. So thanks to all of you for coming out. Last week, we had our donor appreciation event. It was a it was a smashing success. I always know something successful when I can barely walk around. So, yay! that was awesome. But in the studio today, we have some very special guests who we've been partnering with for going on a year now, right? Yes. And Feet First Foundation out of Martinez- is just doing some amazing work with those in our communities that have experienced trauma, that are looking for a way to be empowered physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally empowered. And just so the listening audience knows, there's a boxing component to this to this work, and hence the discussion about fighters, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And yes, that that is an element of what the work they are doing. But more importantly, they're using that f- boxing, that physical empowerment as a platform for empowering young people to explore different emotions that come up as they move around, as they activate their body, maybe in ways that they had never even realized. And then the emotional things that come up, the spiritual things that come up and several of, you know, I mean, we we know that a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Visual stimulation, all of these different aspects of our body um, that sometimes where we're holding trauma and we don't even realize it. And so on that end, I see here in your bio, um, Tanya, that you design assessments that track and monitor behavior patterns for each of your participants, and some of your goals are to reduce anger, anxiety, depression in your program participants. I believe you're targeting a 75% reduction as a number and then eliminating suicidal thoughts. So that's a key
3: focus for you guys. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, actually, uh, going back in the history of this, so when I was first looking at the program and kind of coupling it with what's been going on in our nation and the Center for Disease Control, which is the CDC, has said that the youth violence in this nation is an epidemic and they have come up with a list of key indicators for youth violence and youth violence can be anything from, you know, obviously school shootings is, is big. And we see that all the time in the news or somebody else is going into a school to shoot it up. It's sort of an obvious one, but it stems from anywhere from human trafficking, you know, substance abuse is part of it. Bullying,
1: sextortion,
3: Yeah. So the idea was to really bring in the participants into the program and being able to see where they fit in line before they come into the program, where they are in relation to these emotional and behavioral type issues. And then as they go through the program, we continue to assess them to see how they're improving in those emotional and behavioral aspects. So you're talking about, you know, suicide one of the key indicators is, you know, suicidal thoughts. And one of the programs that we have been doing is with a, a group of kids at a continuation school and their reduction in suicidal thoughts has gone down 100 percent. Wow. Uh, from the program. So that's and just how many people are in that class. So they,
1: it was a test that we did with the school district directly, and um, they provided ten to twelve students oh, on a weekly basis wonderful. that outlined a uh, six period class.
2: And this and was what age? Between what
1: age? B- between fourteen and seventeen.
2: Wow, uh, that's like right in there.
1: Sean has the exact him and Paul, our other trainer worked with them one on one directly. Wow. And so the school and the school district did the research uh, additionally to us and they came back 75% reduction in depression. Wow. 75% reduction in anger, 75% reduction in anxiety and 100% reduction in suicidal thoughts. Wow. These statistics are going all around to different school districts showing how are they doing it. But this is something that my co-founder has been doing for years. And I'm the one that just caught on to saying, Hey, this This is something that we need to take nationwide. Yeah. And I saw it every Saturday where not only my daughter, but the other kids were developing rapidly fast. Yeah. From being socially depressed, you know, not inclined (laughs) to talking to friends. And the thing (laughs) is, is, is this all starts between the ages of three and seven. Yeah. If we don't cut it in the bud, you know, help these kids then, then they're not going to be able to handle adversity and later in life.
2: And you yeah. know, it's so funny. There's only so many hours in the day, but one of my passions, if I'm able to stretch time even more so, I would love to uh, implement a program where, or support someone who wants to do a program like this. That's a better story that would target third grade on down, third grade on down. We know that there's a marker. If at third grade, you're not reading it at a third grade level, that is a marker, an indicator that you are on a pipeline to prison, pipeline to human trafficking. And, well, and so and, it would be awesome to kind I, of – We have, a video, we have yeah. a
1: video and book to go that we'll be providing online in the next couple of weeks, and you'll definitely get the video. And yeah. uh, with our relationship, you're definitely able to share it with anyone you want.
3: Yeah. The thing just, with the program, too, it, it's key what you're saying about age. And the Feet First Foundation program is not – it's not age-specific. Yeah, it, And, I mean, I have my six-year-old in it. Yeah. You know, so any child really can run around and put some gloves on. I mean, then they're old enough to do the program. Yeah. So we, have, we
1: have some three-year-olds, actually. Yeah. I mean, my kids, my son actually would go watch his sister and when she entered at four years old. And now he he's part of that program.
2: Yeah. He's
1: part of the Feet First program. He knows that don't touch me. Boundaries. Yeah. My daughter knows when someone's not supposed to touch her. She, they know boundaries now. Yeah. And that was my goal. Yeah. Is to teach every kid in this world to learn what boundaries are. And yeah. the parents that are not teaching boundaries, then go back to school and learn what boundaries are. Because yeah. these kids definitely have, in the schools, you'll see them, they're, the touchy feeling. And some kids don't want to be touchy feeling, especially when they've been trafficked.
2: Yeah, when they've been traumatized in any way. Just a stat from CNN. This was, this article was published on May 25th. And it says, we're 21 weeks into 2018, and there have already been 23 school shootings An average of more than one shooting a week.
3: And, you know, it's an important part of it, because I think when we look at Feet First Foundation, it's really not just for children that have been victimized. It's also for children that are doing the victimization. Mm -hmm. And so that goes true for children that are actually doing the shooting, that they have endured that child has endured some kind of trauma that hasn't been properly dealt with. Absolutely. And if you can get a child into the Feet First program before they decide that they're going to go shoot, shoot. up a school, exactly. we can turn those kids around and teach them the good characterizations, we empower them, we teach them confidence, we get them dealing with, and it's not so much about sitting down and hashing through the trauma that's taken place in the past, but it's about looking at who you are today in the present and where do you want to go in the future and giving them that hope that they get to choose who they want to be going forward. And they don't have to choose violence. They don't have to choose this, you know, acts of violence towards other people, because that's maybe that's all they've known in their life, depending on the trauma that they've endured. Absolutely. And I think the
2: key here in each of these scenarios is, number one, we have to come out of denial as a community, realize that we have an epidemic, we have an issue that's going on, whether it's human trafficking or something else. Our young people are being faced with extreme pressure that and um, stress that is causing them to feel anxious, depressed, suicidal. And and uh, that is causing violence to themselves and to others. And um, I'm just so grateful that you guys have an answer for that. So we're going to take a break. Uh, once again, uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can reach me at eight four four two four nine two six nine eight, And you can learn more about Love Never Fails and all the things that we're doing by going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. Hope you're having a blessed day. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
0: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Dan Dorset, co-founder and executive director of Feet First Foundation. And we also have with us Tanya Nemsik, who is one of their directors who's working on data modeling and supporting the students and the participants with the care that the trauma informed care that they need. And we're so grateful. By the way, if you want to learn more about Feet First, we're going to have a couple of events, ways you can uh, engage with them. But you can go to their website, which is feet, F E E T, first, N P dot org. And that's spelled out F I R S T M P dot org. So, Dan, you were sharing during the actually previous break, you were sharing that you've launched Fighters Against Trafficking, a campaign, nationwide campaign, and it's really a call to action for fighters and um, and and um, gyms across the nation um, to uh, come together. And take a stand against trafficking. Uh, one interesting tidbit. Uh, we've worked quite a bit with truckers against trafficking and they've had TAT and they've had some great success in this regard, just sort of coordinating amongst themselves. Is that sort of a similar model that you're embracing? And tell us about how fighters can get involved.
1: Yeah, actually the idea came from Truckers Against Trafficking. Okay. The Kylie uh Kylie, she mm-hmm. she helped me uh she was mentoring me a little mm-hmm. bit when I started the the trafficking world. And so the idea of it was is to get a, an association where fighters from all glands of the world and team up and, uh, Sean is one has a connection with the, in the fighting world. But we teamed up with, uh, Kendra's Barbecue here in the Bay Area to take on human trafficking. And along with Zach Nicoletti uh, which is the owner of Shield Corps, he provided all the shirts. So yes. we have a tremendous, uh, great group of team that, and men. That are mm-hmm. coming forward and saying, hey, let's take this on. It's we're, Enough's enough. This is going to way uh, too far in our country. And let's start uh, taking, taking a stance on it.
2: And for me, I got to tell you, um, I would say about 90% of Love Never Fails is women. And um, so... I loved that we got to connect with you in this way and to see so many men taking a stand. Um, sometimes there's this sort of stereotype that um, men don't want to get involved, but I don't think that's it. I think that... Um, we just need to provide the right platform for men to engage where they feel safe and they feel like they're not, you know, the only guy in, in the room, right? And so this this is really cool. So what have you found in rolling out fighters against trafficking? Is there is momentum growing? Are more people coming to join you in this space and um you know, how are they what what do they feel are the next steps?
1: CEO of Kinder's barbecue, Justin Kinder came to me and I we met and talked about the issue of uh, human trafficking and I showed him the statistics that were going on here in the Bay Area and he said, hey, how can we get involved? And so I said, you know, let's do a a co-branding type of um, marketing campaign to show that not only your family's uh, concerned about this, but more importantly that there is an issue in the schools. And so Sean uh, uh, and Justin and and uh, all the fighters that include uh, Anthony Vences, Angel Cordone, as well as Tino Avila, are all combining together to work together and and not only show up for our events, but they're coming out and saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's take this on full yeah. f- full circle."
2: Awesome, yeah. I had the opportunity to meet Tino, and I actually.
1: One gloves. That's awesome.
2: I, I I don't know how that happened. That Tino, wasn't a setup. That was uh, amazing that I got his gloves, his signed gloves.
1: Tino that. is a huge um, spokesperson for a foundation. He's he's with. Um, De La Hoya's campies. I mean, these guys that I mentioned have, have been on TV and ESPN and it's just a huge blessing that these guys even follow us and, and, and take on Support. what we're taking on. Yeah. Yeah, so, was- so you do have, I mean, we, we are taking on the human trafficking world and we've, have these shirts that are available, Fighters Against Trafficking. Uh, you can call us at 833-339-9111 to get them and they'll be online pretty soon. We just haven't launched uh, fully yet
2: the the e the store yeah. we just launched our e store so actually I I want to talk about that right so okay. um the other piece that uh, there are two like crazy God connection things going on with feet first so and between I love, you and I yeah yes. <laughs> and I love um. I love what you're doing, just all by itself. And then there was this this thing that happened with us last year, where you're you're uh, you attend New Life uh, Church, attend New Life Church in in Alamo, Alamo. yes. And um and you were so as you know, most listeners know that um, I've been a longstanding leader in Celebrate Recovery. That's part of where a lot of my recovery came from. And um, I had shared that with you, and you were also um, connecting with the care pastors, Pastor Rich and Nancy Caramella. Over there at New Life, and um, and starting to attend Celebrate Recovery and kind of check it out. And you came to me and said, "Hey, you know, there Celebrate Recovery really wants to address this issue of human trafficking, and I think that there needs to be a book created um, that really helps us better support survivors of human trafficking." And I got to tell you, when you brought that to me, I was like, that sounds interesting. You know, yeah, I think that would be great. You you know, you should do that, Dan. (laughs) It's kind of like I I wasn't, you know, signing up for anything uh, just because I have so much going on. Um, But as we began to talk about it and I prayed um, I literally... The words just streamed on the paper. It's um God's will. In one night. Yeah. I wrote half the book in one night. Right. And I knew that, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do this. And so um, s- since that time, you've been extremely supportive of uh, me t- going on and publishing my
1: first book. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that amazing or but what?
1: I'll tell you, when they when they brought that to my attention... I thought of you immediately. Yeah. And I've already been talking to like 15 different organizations, but I just knew you were the right person to do it. Yeah. So and you, I think that was you, a
2: God thing. It is.
1: <laughs> it is. And so you, you're incredibly blessed and you're the right person for it.
2: Thank you. Well, it's been quite an honor. Um, since that time, I've had the chance to meet with the National Celebrate Recovery team and get their blessing um, to... Um, write the book, and obviously giving them the proper credit. And I've modeled the book around um, um, the, their uh, twelve step, uh, twelve week study group called Life's Healing Choices that John Baker wrote.
1: John Baker and Johnny Baker, amazing people. Yeah, I mean, truly unbelievable people.
2: Yeah, so I'm that book touched my life that book and when I did the book for myself I kept thinking as a survivor and I'm not a survivor of human trafficking but I'm a survivor of everything else and so (laughs) I um as a you know uh, sexual abuse physical abuse emotional homeless foster previously foster all that good stuff <laughs> all that crazy stuff which makes me very relevant to this this population right? right um I I had these feelings that came up for me where I wish we could talk a little bit more about this or I wish that we could add some context to this to this step and that's exactly how the book is written where it's pretty much the you know written with the the traditional 12 steps in mind but there's some reflection in there that um that brings in a testimony of a survivor of abuse uh trafficking or domestic violence and they're able to um reflect on the step as it relates to their experience in that regard so this book is called the fight for love fight where did i where did i get that from huh dan
1: feet first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it was like we were sitting there and i kept saying it's fight for love i'm just getting this fight for love and i'm very prophetic so i just felt very strongly that the lord was telling me that this the reason why i've brought this in through feet first is because um because of the charter to fight right for love and so I'm super excited about this opportunity. I, it's published. I rolled it out at the Foursquare Convention a couple weeks ago, national audience, 30 different program um, uh, pastors, leaders there. And it's online. It's for sale. And if anybody wants to pick up a book, um, it's actually in on our website at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash store. So uh, check it out. We're gonna actually going to take a break. Uh, and when we come back, I'm going to say, I'm going to finish up, wrap up my thoughts there because there's some things I want to do with Feet First uh, just to love on them. Uh, but we'll come right back. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
0: For more information on this program, visit LoveNeverFailsUs.com. That's LoveNeverFailsUs.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Again, we're in the studio today with Dan and and Tanya from Feet First Foundation. I'm having a great little discussion here about all the great work that they're doing out there. I just wanted to, I wasn't able to close out all the way, the way I'd like. I wanted to just thank you once again, Dan. Thank um you. you know, what I find in this space is that I do this all the time. I give away things, opportunities that I have to be a speaker somewhere or to receive funding or to be in the limelight. And I do it because, well, God puts it on my heart to do it. And also, I just recognize that it's not about me. And you know it's about that one kid or that one woman or that one man that it, that is going to get that message that has been placed in whoever it is, and it is part of the assignment of whoever it is. And my feeling is the more that we get all of us working to make this world a better place. Sorry, to cliche or kumbayaish, but. Really, it can't just be Vanessa doing it or Dan doing it. We all, everyone who's listening, the listening audience, we all have an assignment in this particular space of caring for young people, caring for our communities. And so the fact that you you lifted me up and gave me an opportunity to do this I'm super honored by that. All of the proceeds from the book will go directly back to Love Never Fails and be used to further our programming. So, That's I'm, awesome. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. So so just talking some more, I know that you actually have a curriculum that you have launched. It's called the Feet First Character Program, Character Building Program. Is That's that right? That's correct. And you've been talking about it, the different pillars and the different outputs. As I was saying during the break, I really think that going into private schools as well, going into um, Catholic schools is key. Going in and presenting this to maybe at the county supervisor level, you said you went and talked originally. Maybe they need to hear about it again. You've come back. I'm back.
1: Yeah. So the character program was created by Brandon Kriegel, who graduated from Harvard University. Uh, he and I met just by by chance. He asked me, "Hey, what, you know, wh- where's a strong character come from?" And I just said, "You know, mainly, I devoted my life to boxing and and, and God." And, yeah. and he said, "Well, you know, I, I follow God too, but not where you're at." I said, well, I have a different mission, and the mission really is to make sure my kids grow up in a community that's safe, and they're doing what they can to make the this world a better, better place. And... From there, we just kept on working at the program. And then Tanya came in and she said, you know, Hey, this character program is really strong. And then Jeremy Bell, Dr. Dr. Bell and Martinez of uh, Martinez Chiropractic came up and said, Hey, we need to come up with an acronym that we talk about with these kids on a regular basis and these, these girls that are coming in. And so I came up with the term Parish. Mm. And, you know, not everybody wants to go to church on Sunday. But the thing is, is you can come to our place and you're going to learn not only boxing, but something really cool is, How how to build a strong character. And so with less than a year, we've developed over 118 participants in our program.
2: Mm, Wow.
1: And more families are calling and joining this movement because you talk about how we can change things moving forward. Well, having these characteristics of perseverance, accountability, respectfulness, integrity, self-discipline, humility in our community will make us... Do better in life, and so what we do is not only we're going to accept these these students are having troubled life at home or troubled life to school or being bullied or thinking about teen suicide. Come to us. Not only will we're going to help you have that strong confidence about yourself, but more importantly, we're going to emotionally build you emotionally build you by seeing how you are, looking at you doing, seeing how your grades are, and then teaming you up with a buddy that's been in the program for a few years and seeing how they're checking in and seeing how you're doing.
2: So how does this snap together with your other initiative, which is TechSoup, the TechSoup relationship? How does that, does that come together at all?
1: Yeah. Lois Blackwell uh, brings our kids to uh, the program on Saturday and she said, hey, you know, I love what you're doing with your foundation. And she said, you need to check out TechSoup." So TechSoup. So, uh, Automatically approved us and so the idea of it is to give these computers to these kids that are going through this 36 month program with a 92 percent attendance ratio that they will be receiving a computer along with software along with books to to manage and, and and take and track them how they're doing and if they can complete the program with a 92% uh, attendance rate and learn all those characteristics and then show that they've been volunteering they'll receive a certificate that they can use to get into a college they can get into a good job and that that no one will know like the feet first oath that they have strong character mm-hmm. our goal right now is to work with this country and get a feet first oath to have a national feet first day. Wow. With strong character.
2: And you did that in Martinez. You said you, that there was a resolution that was offered to you all recently or proclamation, proclamation.
1: but all this idea has just been coming to me just through, through the works of God. And, and I I, look, I'm two, two Oh five. I love to be in the gym. I'm confident in myself, but more importantly is I'm willing to take on anyone that wants to talk on, talk about what's strong character versus not.
2: Okay. Uh, And just so everyone knows, he means 205 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) I was like 205, 205. What what does he mean? So
1: all the guys (laughs) that we work with, these these, 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 fighters, these fighters, these fighters have strong character. (laughs) And that's why we are making a change where they're like, look, you know, it's awesome. This movement that you're doing, but more important, the school districts see the character building platform yeah because the shootings going on just like tanya said if you would have sent us sent the kid to us we would have already gotten the kid to speak up yeah so we're getting everyone a hundred percent of our participants have began to speak to us less than a month
3: see that about what's
1: going on you know i think we it's important that,
3: yeah. too you know mm-hmm. we're doing this assessment which is great and it's giving us some statistics and data but there's also a more subjective way to look at this too. You know, a lot of these um, children that have been severely traumatized, you ask them a simple question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they don't have an answer. Oh, yeah. They literally do not have an answer. And you go through the program and then all of a sudden they start to break out of their shell. They start to feel more confident. Now all of a sudden they can see hope in the future. They can see themselves doing something in the future. Now they have an answer. So you ask them, what do you want to be? It's not... So much what they answer, what they come up with and say they want to be. It's the fact that they even give have you an, an answer. answer in the first place. Yeah. And that's so important when we're looking at children and the trauma that they've endured. And if we can get the children that have been traumatized to the point where they're, you know, before they go up and shoot up a school, before they're doing the bullying, before they're
1: getting out to be in trafficked.
3: getting you yeah, know exactly Your boyfriends
1: getting, taking pictures of them absolutely wrong a,
3: and and that's those are the kids that we want to focus on or yeah. i mean it's we we do definitely want to support victims for sure but there is a whole bunch of work that needs to be done prevention side on the prevention side exactly and getting the kids that before they start making these you know criminal acts before they get into juvenile hall and there's a lot of statistics that we can look at to say hey you know, let's label, like you were talking earlier, labeling kids, oh, if you're already doing these things at the age of seven, then statistically speaking, you're going to end up in juvenile hall. Well, why aren't we doing something with those kids? Well, now we have a program that we can do something with these kids. We need to bring them to the Feet First Foundation.
2: Yeah, the DePaul School of Law did a a research project, and I encourage our listening audience uh, to to take a look at it. They interviewed 25 exploiters, and what they found is that... um, uh, 86% of them, 88% rather, had been exposed to domestic violence. Um, and I believe 86% had been abused in some Mm -hmm. way. And so there's a direct correlation between having experienced abuse, having been subjected to domestic, a home where there's domestic violence and becoming a violent and exploitative person. Mm -hmm. And um, by the way, these are all walks of life. So not just one different, you know, one social economic status, one race, Mm -hmm. one, you know, um, region that these folks came Mm -hmm. from. And so uh, very well done study. Um, I, you know, obviously a population of 25, but I thought it was very insightful And um, very much aligned with what I have seen as I've worked with thousands and thousands of children in schools doing prevention education and um, and uh, also in the field working with survivors. So um, we are going to take a break. Uh, We'll come right back. I want to talk some more about uh, what you're doing in the school specifically and ways that schools can reach out to you. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
0: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.
2: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Feet First Foundation, uh, Dan and Tanya. And Tanya, you were just sharing with me a study that was done by Cornell University. Tell us more.
3: Uh, Yeah, it was uh, a a study that they had actually went and surveyed or or asked questions to the prisoners that had been in prison for, specifically for child molestation. And they were finding that, you know, 90% of, the child molesters in prison had said that the first child that they molested was their own. Wow. Um, They also went and surveyed, um, I think it was like 200 and some odd middle-class people of various walks of life. And they were asking questions um, if they had ever been molested. And if so, if they had spoken up and what they found was that 50% um, of the women had been uh, molested and they um, spoke up. What they found with the, the males is that only uh, of the males that had said that they had been sexually molested as a child, mm-hmm. only um, 25% of them actually spoke up and ever disclosed to anybody. So basically what that tells us is that, you know, men and women are both being sexually abused as a children, But boys are a lot less likely to actually speak up about it than than girls. And then the other statistic they had was that uh, if a stranger had molested a child, that the child was a lot more likely to speak up. But if it was a parent or a relative that was doing the molestation, then they were less likely to speak. And the longer that it went on, then the less likely that they would uh, address it.
1: That's primarily the reason I – to put this program together that I knew my kids would be in a separated home and I didn't want anything to happen to my children. Yep. I knew that I needed to show them a platform where they their voice could be heard rather sure. than people say, oh, kids should be seen, not heard. No, I'm opposite. Kids should be talking. I'm a huge advocate. Kids need to speak up. They need to find a way to speak up. And parents out there Get your kids to open in dialogue. That's what Feet First does. We get them to open up by engaging. How they're how How are you doing? They just say great. Well, what's great about it?
3: Well, you know, the other thing that's important to realize too is that there's a lot of kids that you know, homeless youth, foster care youth, or you know, even youth and children that are in single family homes or in other situations. And so really by bringing this program into the schools, we're able to support the children. Yeah. So it's not about what the parents are doing. It's not about what the parents are doing right or wrong or what support they are or aren't providing. We're focused on the children and right. providing what's needed for them. And by partnering with the school districts and being part of the after-school programs and being part of what's going on on campus, we're able to actually just – Focus on what the children's needs are and what's going on with them, and that's the important part of it. So this is not Feet First Foundation telling people how to parent their kids. This is telling kids how they can be empowered to grow up to be the individual that they want to be. That's right. That's right. And, and we've got to
2: continue to give young people a voice, especially in those age ranges that we had talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Under third grade is where there's so much, you know, um, dependency on our parents, mm-hmm. right? And if our parents are drug addicted, um, or, you know, I've had many young ladies tell me, um, young, very young children, tell me that their parents literally will say, you better be in school, because if I get a call from a truancy officer Saying that you're not in school, then you know you're basically going to mess with my money, my my check. Um, as if I lose you, you're messing with my my drug money, and oh, wow. and meanwhile the child is not even living with them. They're living mm-hmm. in 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 houses, trap houses here, there, and everywhere. Um, and the 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 mother or the father is saying, "You you better say that you're at home with me." And you better be at school every day so that you don't trigger any of the alarm bells. So guess what? The school is the only place where that Mm -hmm. student is safe. Mm -hmm. And if we uh, don't provide a vehicle on site in the school for students to come forth and to share that they're being abused. Um, you know, then, then what, and, and, and not just share, because that's one thing, um, that I think protect our prevention education program does a really good job of, of, uh, creating an environment where, um, we get people to disclose that they're being abused. But this is for me, what you guys are doing is what happens next Mm -hmm. after we find that out.
1: Yeah, we're licensing this out to school districts, so any school district that wants to contact us, we'll be happy to send our materials to them. But we definitely are getting those statistics of showing how kids are speaking up, and if you want to get information, just contact us. Go to our website or call 833-339-9111, and one of us will be happy to talk to you about how to get the program at your school.
2: And they can also email you at Dan, D-A-N, at FeetFirstNP.org, correct? That's correct. Okay, cool. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about events that are going on in the community, ways that you can engage with us and become a fighter against trafficking. If you want to get in touch with us, go to our website loveneverfailsus.com or give us a call 844-249-2698. We have a ton of events going on in the community and you can find that on our website under the events page. And also we have this other event going on.
3: There is a first annual car show on Saturday, June 23rd from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Alhambra High School, Passion to the Streets. It's really, a, it's an event for homeless youth, human trafficking youth and we're looking for as many people to come out and support the cause and the needs. There'll be food and booths there to learn more about feed the cause. Very,
2: very good. So please join us in the fight against trafficking. Again, we're so grateful to Dan and, and Tanya for coming out. And uh, we just send blessings to everyone who's listening. And if you haven't heard it before, we want you to know that you are loved.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio.